0: I'ma start this with rest in peace. My classmate class O nine to Jaleesa Marie Solomon. Found out not even not even thirty minutes ago that you passed. And it's so wild. Like you get older and life goes on, life happens and you think you just have time. Man Who knew? Thirty one would be the age that you start losing classmates, like Jaleesa man hurt. She really had a personality like none other, for real. Never met a stranger. Like can can hear her laugh. I, I haven't seen Jelisa in years, but I can still hear her laugh, see her like see her smile, hear her sing. <laughs> Used to have seen competitions with her. Y'all know how I like to get down. <laughs> and she really like it was that she was that classmate after over the years you know people stray away we all like move away and conversations get short of keeping in touch no longer really is a thing you know except from except except from pictures that you see on facebook or that or what's posted on facebook But she was the one who created us a class of 09 group, like kept us up to date, kept us informed, put together a 09, 10 year reunion. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it. I wish I had though. And she could teach anybody a thing or two about confidence. She really could, so rest in peace, Ja man. I know your personality is up there shining beautifully, and honestly i'm taking I'm taking what I've learned from you to help me in the space that I'm in right now to be fearless, get back to being confident. To get back to walking boldly in me and all things me. You were a very good teacher of that. Rest in peace, girl. So, I want to talk about anxiety. anxiety is that's that's been a tough area for me as well Ironically enough like it's whenever i start recording it's like when i'm in the space of whatever i'm talking about and today was definitely a high anxiety day My anxiety comes from, like, it can be the smallest. Again, everything that happens is, like, it's triggered by what I look at is small. And probably what other people look at is small. But it's, it's the fact that it has such a huge and lasting impact on me and my mind and my day. So... In dealing with anxiety um that's anxiety social anxiety, which I think I definitely had some uh issues with um with just anxiety before like again when I was younger i I really used to be like the shy person and shy little girl you know I had my 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 personality came out you know but it was only when I was like around new new people or in newer surroundings that I really kind of went back into my shell a bit. But I grew out of it, or so I thought. <laughs> um, it's come back with like vengeance over these last maybe couple years, maybe since uh, maybe since COVID started, and. Maybe it's the isolation from people that's had that has me kind of like shook <laughs> from being being around people nowadays. But like I really so I try to break this and uh, I'll try to break this up with what I deal with with social anxiety and then just anxiety altogether. But social anxiety, like people who know me, you know who know like the teenager, young adult Erica, like i I was a social butterfly. Like personalities out there, you know, especially like maybe not including these last one one or two years, but maybe four to five years. Four to six years. <laughs> like I was always just you know the i was I was that person that loved to be social, loved to be sociable, met new people. I definitely had to push myself to get into that space of being comfortable, but once I got there, I was there, but yeah, like nowadays it's like I get very nervous around people that that aren't like my the everyday people that I see in my basically my, my circle, my close friends, my loved ones, like if it's not if it's not anyone that, that I consider in my circle, I get nervous, I get shy, I get anxiety <laughs> with like, just being around. <laughs> Sorry for sniffing a lot, guys. It's my allergies. And then, so I know I didn't even think I had allergies, but I feel like I say that every season. <laughs> and, it, and, and I say the same thing, and I, and I have the same symptoms every time. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like. Socially, I've definitely fallen back a lot from what I used to be. Like when friends come into town, like I get really, really nervous about even just hanging out with them if I'm if if I would have to be by myself with them. Like I need my sis with me in order to feel comfortable. Um or like my friends from Arizona, they came into town not too long ago and I was Nervous about even linking back up with them. And these are people I used to hang out with daily, almost. Like, used to work with every day. Like, it's crazy. I know I use crazy a lot, but just, you know, it's just, I'm just using it as a word. Like, it's just wild to me. So, I remember... um, some friends were coming into town. They were flying into town. And my sis, uh, she wanted, she asked if I could pick them up from the airport. And so I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got it. But I was nervous. I was so nervous. <clears throat> I was like shake. I was shaking. I came home. I'm like, I need. Let me. See what? What? What can I do to calm my nerves? Like, what can I take to calm my nerves? Like, and I talked to her. She she caught on how nervous I was. She was like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll do it." Um. And when I I had COVID um last year. Like last August, September, and definitely after having COVID, because uh, I didn't know where I got it from, um, and at the same time I wasn't like out, and I was I wasn't in these streets, <laughs> so I, I did really didn't know where I got it from, which made me like extra nervous of uh, around being around people or about or with being around people, so <clears throat> like. Once I like the first the the first like uh group setting kind of I was in after COVID was uh, my sis wanted to take me to this um, homemade ice cream shop and I get in there and it's probably maybe it's a small little like it's it's the ice cream shop is made uh, from a home that is designed in a home so it's a small space. I go in, you know, masked up and everything, but there's probably maybe 10, 15 people in there. I felt so, (laughs) like, my chest started getting tight. Like, I was, I I had to get, I I was (laughs) borderline panic attack. And then they, and then uh, we went out to eat not too long after that, or a couple of days after that. And I was nervous about going to a restaurant for the first time since having COVID, like, And so I think just being isolated from people just over these last two years has definitely like uh, caused a bit of a setback with my social interactions. Um, At work, I typically do um, uh, video meetings. Um, but interacting with clients in person, sometimes, sometimes my personality is there. Sometimes the anxiety is there. So socially, I've definitely like re- regressed in that area with in terms of just my interactions and anxiety. Anxiety period is definitely heightened. Um, I get anxiety about the littlest things now typically triggered by my overthinking like I remember one time my uh for me and my my boyfriend's anniversary my sis she was talking to me and she was like oh what you going to wear are you you got to step blah 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 and i immediately just kind of shut i don't i want to say shut down but Maybe I can't call it shame down, cause I kind of just got nervous. Like I started immediately thinking about, well, what am I gonna wear? Is is I what I had to wear? Is that? Cause I didn't know where we were going, where he was taking me. So I started thinking about like what I had to wear. What what was gonna be um, appropriate for where we went? And um, you know, did I did I even is is the fit that I had in mind? Is that even it? Like. You know, I I just really started just being in my head. Like just from a a friend being hype about your one year anniversary. <laughs> like the smallest things would trigger my anxiety and, and but again it has the, the most lasting impact. Like I will I, I definitely would shut down. Um and keep to myself. A lot of these things that I've uh, I've been experiencing will cause or has caused me to kind of try to keep to myself. But um, because of how bad it's gotten, my sis put me on with this because uh, I've also been trying to get back into therapy for the longest and. You know, sometimes I have my procrastinating moments. Other times I'll be on it and then i go back to (laughs) procrastinating. But this time in particular, she she put me onto the site. So um, I connected with a therapist and this was through, um, what was the site? Hold on, guys. E therapy, E therapy pro. Now, this was different because it was like, at uh, like the the beginning of the the beginning of the sessions were through, um, like email um not email um, like text or video mail. But which I'm like, okay, I'll try it. You know, I'll try something in the interim until I can get. Uh, an actual, so I can get a therapist, like a um, a face to face therapist. So, of course, the first thing I started talking about was my anxiety, and there's some. It's, so basically, she came back to me, and she's just like, uh, she's telling me about how anxiety is is basically the emotional state that's triggered by fear. And she asked me a handful of questions. Her last message was a handful of questions. And I had not yet answered them. I looked at them, I'm like, I'm gonna let me think on it the and then I'll get back to them. So I figured what better time to answer them than now. So the first question is what makes me feel anxious? I would say what makes me feel anxious um like what drives my anxiety uh fear it it is a fear of um saying the wrong thing and that being tied to uh not measuring up in situations, not looking the smartest. Um, Being in social settings where I could feel like an outcast. Or doing anything that could trigger um, a confrontation. I'll say, I'll say those those things make me feel anxious. Oh, being around people, being around new people, that that makes me feel anxious now too. What situations or events trigger it? So being in a group setting of uh, anyone outside of my circle. If I feel like someone is upset with me, like I will get my anxiety goes through the roof. Because again, I don't I don't like confrontation. I really don't. So um, especially if it's a loved one, um, that's, I mean, it's mainly if it's a loved one. I, I really don't like to feel like I'm in a, a bad space with anybody that I love. When is it most likely to be happening? Um, when I'm afraid of addressing something, When I'm a, when, when I'm afraid of being in any of those situations previously mentioned. And what do I avoid because of it? Um, I avoid tough conversations. Tough but what may be necessary conversations I avoid. I avoid people. And I, I kinda just have in my head, for whatever reason I have in my head, every time my anxiety gets like gets to the space where it's heightened. Um, I have in my head that okay, if I just stay away, you know, and just give it time then I'll be alright, like, the next day, or things will just be back to normal the next day. But I don't think um I don't think I really consider, like, if there are other people involved with, like, me uh, going back and going into a shell and and isolating myself and just uh, people just clearly seeing um, a difference in me. I don't think that uh, I really consider all the time how awkward it may be for them you know and how just not having an explanation not saying that that you necessarily like have to force yourself to be well not not just leaving leaving people with like just in the dark and feeling like you can just come come back As if nothing ever happened, or um, you weren't just acting different (laughs) the day prior. I mean, every time I try that, every time I try that whole just weigh it out and just start over the next day, it's it's still there. So it's really no avoidance (laughs) that I can do um, that really works. Anything I try to do to avoid it only prolongs it. Is basically what I'm trying to say. And now with identifying the fear behind anxiety. The questions are. What is the worst that can happen? So. For me the worst that can happen. And especially if I'm getting anxiety about, like, um, there's a lot of things I feel like it's the worst that can happen. <laughs> there's a lot of things I feel like it's the worst that can happen. Um, I'm working with my sis business now and the fear that drives me in that area is the my emotions will get the best of me and put a, put a partnership in jeopardy I don't think, honestly, I don't think I'll let it get that far. But that's just a fear I have. Like, I have a fear of just messing up, you know. I have a fear of it. I have a fear of messing up. Then I also fear not propelling if I can't overcome my anxiety of interacting with people that I'm not familiar with or people that, um, are, are highly successful, you know, like I, I, I get intimidated more. So I feel that that could leave me in a, a position of just being stuck. I fear that. I think with the whole, like, saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, that could upset my loved ones. I think my fear with that is pushing them away. Like I don't know that there's one thing that I could say or do in reality that would do that, but it's a fear I have. Like I, 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 I really truly have a fear of being alone. Like at my own faults, so I feel like I play it safe a lot because of that. I don't know if that's I don't know do I fear a catastrophic outcome? I mean it depends on the level of catastrophic catastrophacy I think everything I just mentioned was pretty catastrophic in my eyes in my eyes <laughs> um but world ending all of that I don't I don't I don't uh think my anxiety ties into to I don't think it goes that deep and what is the threat or danger posed to me what is the threat or danger posed to me? Um, I wouldn't say there's a threat or danger. And I think, I mean, actually saying, reading this out loud and, and thinking of it out loud, like, I think that's, I guess that's, <laughs> that is getting behind the anxiety is saying if there is a real threat or danger, or if it's, this is something that is all in my head. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think there's an actual threat or danger. I, I think that this is this is these are fears that I've devised, and I guess it's worth exploring, trying where, why why I'm stuck on those. Like, why am I? Why do I have a fear of um people? I don't have have a fear of pushing my loved ones away. Well, I guess with that, I I do. There's an example of someone in my family who has has grown old, older. Well, she's gotten older, and a lot of people have been pushed away. Yeah, you know, I'm not nearly a a third of that person, or <laughs> have the the traits of a third of that person. But the fact that I see that it's it's definitely possible. I I I just I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to be alone. I'm I'm not that person that. Um, That can really be happy without a support system and loved ones around me. I thrive of loved ones around me. So, I have, I I really gotta. So in the spirit of like trying to get out of this habit of thinking so negatively and just and making up these things in my head because that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from honestly is is really just me drawing from what i believe is just negativity and just trying to think of the worst or basically creating situations that aren't really there But I I let it get the best of me, and that's where the problem lies. So, to dig a little bit deeper, I looked up an anxiety exercise on YouTube. Well, this was more, the YouTube channel is called Therapy in a Nutshell, and what I looked up was, uh, I was looking up um, overthinking, um, overthinking that leads to anxiety, and I found a video on... Cognitive, cognitive diff, Diffusion. Cognitive diffu- Diffusion. <laughs> I promise I can read y'all. That, that Those words just mess me up a little. <laughs> cognitive Diffusion. <laughs> I had to say it again. Which is the difference between having a thought and buying into one. So that's, you're, you have a thought. And it separates you from looking at the thoughts for what they are. Like, I, I just see the thoughts for what they are versus looking through the lens of the thought itself. And understanding cognitive diffusion gives you that power over your thoughts instead of letting those thoughts run you, run freely in your mind, and take over. so of course, that grabbed my attention, because alternatively, cognitive fusion cognitive fusion <laughs> is buying into every thought. Like, it's not something that that you have to notice. It's not something that has to happen. It's just, if you think it, you believe it. And I definitely am a habitual offender of cognitive fusion. For sure. For sure. So... I looked at this video and it actually went through a few exercises to help basically create good habits to get to build on that cognitive diffusion. The first exercise was just take one minute and write down or say aloud. Every and any thought that comes to mind. Like, just start your timer. and Take one minute to do so. And then, you know, I did the exercise. And, of course, like, nothing was really coming. And the first thing she says is, Um, And I'm sure you were thinking thoughts like, I I don't have any thoughts right now. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So I'm right on brand. (laughs) All right, perfect. But I wrote down everything I thought, like anything that came to mind. Even if it was just me saying there's there's nothing coming to mind. Um, The thought that I chose at the time was, I don't have any helpful thoughts right now. So the next step was select a thought. And in front of it, add the words, I'm having the thought that. So I put the words. So I'm sorry, I put the full sentence. I'm having the thought that I don't have any helpful thoughts right now. And the next step was to add the words, I notice. Making the sentence. I notice I'm having the thought that I don't have any helpful thoughts right now. And that literally separated me thinking something negative and making that a reality to me looking at that as just a thought. <laughs> As well, like, I really encourage y'all, really try to exercise, really try to exercise the next time you feel yourself, like, settling on a negative thought, add the words, I'm having the thought that, then add the words, I notice I'm having the thought that, add that negative thought, and you'll see a clear separation of, again, what was just a thought, simply a thought versus what you could have perceived to be your reality. It works. It works. Living testimony here, y'all. And the next thing was to name your mind or name negative thoughts to separate yourself from the negativity. So, which is funny because, um, I have a few different nicknames. Uh, a handful of them actually was given to me by Jerica. So, um, <laughs> one of them, what is, is Ella <laughs> and Ella is just, she, Ella is one of the nicknames. <laughs> and, um, and so I know I talked about like my moodiness and you know just having like bad mood swings and like just turning negative out of no reason. I'm from no for no reason or whatever. So ironically, when I saw this uh when I saw this one, this uh this exercise about naming the negative thoughts, I thought <laughs> I thought about Ella because my boyfriend has nicknamed that Mood like when I happen when I have those mood swings, he'll be like, "Oh, Ella coming out." (laughs) (laughs) So he's he's already already given that name. So Ella, like, but (laughs) but I said it's the same. That is a good exercise to just separate yourself. Um, You don't have to use a nickname that you already have, Um, but you can keep it as anything, anything, like, call it Hulk, you know, call it, uh, Fire Breathing Dragon, whatever you want to call it, call it, call it Scorpion, (laughs) like, call it whatever, but as long as you are making it clear that that is a a pile of negativity, that you're gonna have negative thoughts, you're gonna have, like, Millions of thoughts that run through your mind. And yes, uh, there are going to be some negative ones in there. But you giving it a name is you detaching yourself from it being you. And and it's, it's you not claiming that as you, you know. So again, separating yourself from your thoughts. And then the next exercise, there's four exercises, so just these last two, is... Using singing and silly voices. (laughs) Of course, I love that one. So that's taking a negative thought and either singing it or saying it in a silly voice. So if I say, um, I think if I'm feeling anxiety or anxious because I think my friend is upset with me, I say it, "I, I think my friend's upset with me. Yeah, or I think my friend's upset with me. <laughs> or I can sing it. I think my friend's upset with me. <laughs> that that actually works too because it turns that negativity, that negative thought into something silly. You know, something silly, something playful, something that's just not as serious. So again, separating yourself from just a thought like that's the whole thing here is to make sure you understand that these thoughts are just that just thoughts and lastly is symbolically putting your thoughts onto an object i actually heard about this from drika Um, uh, guys don't know who drika is she used to date Ke- kevin gates um but she she's actually a very enlightened person so um so this symbolically putting your thoughts into an object uh something that she spoke on too and that's basically uh putting any type of negativity on paper right like just writing any type of negative thought feeling whatever any experience anything that's coming to mind just writing it out writing it out writing it out and then burning the paper i've never done that you know I live in a complex, so I ain't trying to get no I ain't trying to have the fire marshals come out here. But <laughs> um that 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 could work. I'm sure that could work. Like I've definitely written my thoughts out before. Um torn the paper up. I've done that. So that works. Like if you just feel like you need an outlet to get get it out. Just to get it out. Just to okay, it's flowing. Like if, if it helps you uh, to feel like because to me if it when I write stuff out like that it feels like it's flowing from my thoughts through the pen and onto this piece of paper and it's like it's getting out of me so if that helps you try it try it so the theme and the overline theme here is Just to remember your thoughts, anything that's driving your negative, I'm sorry, your anxiety. So any negativity that's driving your anxiety, remember they are just thoughts. You do not have to make it your reality. It doesn't have to be your reality. Don't allow it to be your reality. and if you want to know my personal favorite out of those four exercises it's definitely the singing and silly voices one (laughs) no but honestly you guys um i think that i'm definitely going to incorporate these exercises moving forward um i did a few of them today and again it definitely helped it it eased my anxiety. It it let me release some of that pressure I had. Because when I have anxiety, it feels like, whew, like my heart starts beating fast. Like, the speed's up. I start getting hot, sweating. Like, whoo, child, I be going through it. Like, palms, palms are sweaty, knees weak, umps. Like, nah. <laughs> but for real, like... Remember, these are all just thoughts, and you are the master of your thoughts. Remember that you control your thoughts. You control your happiness, your emotions. You are in control of all of it. And I hope these exercises help you today just like they, they've helped me. Signing out, y'all. As always... If I can help it, we won't be long.